The views expressed on this episode of My Take Radio do not reflect the views, thoughts, or feelings of the My Take Radio staff, My Take Radio advertisers, or My Take Radio content partners. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 336, broadcasting live on the RageWorks Network. You can tune in to tonight's live show by heading over to mtrlive.com, and you can participate in the chat, listen to live audio, and also listen to the live... Uh, let me rephrase that. You can watch the live video stream and listen to the streaming audio via Mixler. Uh, this is our 336th episode, uh, the March to 350 is in full effect. A um, couple of different things that you can do to enjoy tonight's broadcast besides watch it on mtrlive.com. You can watch the show on Stitcher, Vaughn Live, Stream Up, Restream, um, YouTube and YouTube Live, which we're still experiencing some technical issues, but we are working through it. Um, of course, archived versions of this episode and any past episodes are available in video format on our two YouTube channels, My Take Radio TV and Official Rageworks. Audio archives will be available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. All right, so a little bit of gaming on deck today and a pretty decent amount of entertainment news. Things are a little light this week. Usually the case as we start getting into the second quarter of the, hol- of the holiday season, the second quarter of the new year, but um, we got to... Decent amount of stuff to cover. I know Slick wants to announce the winner of his Dying Light contest. I do want to take a moment and discuss uh, a contest that we got going on right now with the WWE Funko Pops in partnership with our friends at Entertainment Earth. Uh, As you can see behind me, there's a table full of prizes back there, which is stuff that we got from the 2016 Toy Fair. And um, we got action figures. We got stuff from Batman versus Superman. We got Transformers. Ninja Turtles, we got stuff from Archer back there, and a slew of other awesome things we want to give you guys. So over the coming weeks, we're going to be doing different giveaways for that stuff. Like I said, right now we are working on giving away uh, the Funko Pops. We're actually giving away five of them, which, um, check this out, it's uh, five Funko Pops uh, from our friends at Entertainment Earth. We're doing five of them. Whoever wins this contest is not getting one, is not getting two. They are winning all five pops, as you can see on screen. Uh, That is Roman Reigns, The Rock, Paige, Brie Bella, and Andre the Giant. 
uh, easy to participate. Head over to RageWorks.net forward slash win WWE pops, P-O-P-S, plural, win WWE pops on RageWorks.net, and you'll be able to participate. The contest is in full effect all the way until 12.01 next Wednesday. We will announce the winner on the gaming, uh, let me rephrase that, on the MMA and wrestling edition of MTR, so we'll be able to announce the winner then, but entering is super simple. All you got to do is go on the site, follow the rules. There are multiple ways to enter. Some ways are going to cost, are going to be worth more than others. Obviously, if you comment on the site, you're going to, that's actually going to count as two entries. Uh, retweeting the contest counts as one. Um, following Entertainment Earth or Rageworks on Twitter also counts as one entry. Obviously, uh, you guys participating and sharing which WWE superstar, past or present, you would like to see get the pop vinyl treatment is always cool. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that we can always pass on to our friends at Funko if they ever ask. And um, it's definitely something I want to give you guys. Our partners at Entertainment Earth were gracious enough to not uh, give us one pop, but actually to give us five for one lucky winner. Of course, this contest is open to residents in the U.S. as well as Canada. Uh, very excited to give you guys that stuff. Behind me, uh, you can see a Batman from Batman vs. Superman uh, Dawn of Justice. Uh, there's also a Captain America from the Marvel Legends line. We also have a Batman vs. Superman Rock'em Sock'em robot set, which you can see there are actually two of them behind me. Uh, we also got one Transformer from the Combiner Wars. We got some Ninja Turtles. We got two Archer keychains we want to give away. And um, that's only the stuff from Toy Fair that we got. We also got a couple of gadgets and, and gear that we want to give away. Some headphones, a couple of Bluetooth headsets. Um, definitely going to be a busy couple of weeks with regards to that. I think that um, this is one of the things that's really... That really makes me enjoy doing this stuff, uh, making sure to pass it on to our viewers, listeners, and readers. Our very own Slick, of course, has the Dying Light contest going on. I'll bring him in during the gaming segment so he can announce the winner. And I know that he is cooking up another contest very soon. Uh, this is just going to be one of the many things that we're going to be giving you guys. Obviously, um, we're still trying to finalize how to get our green screen up and running, but that's mostly going to involve a lot of light. And probably me going blind right before your eyes. But we'll see what happens. Still working on it. But we do got some window dressing back there. And I think um, having the prizes that we're going to give away maybe on air or over the next couple of weeks is a good way to go. Um, but again, the only way that we can empty that table and add more stuff is if you guys participate. So as always, keep it locked to RageWorks.net and also on social media. Uh, RageWorks on Instagram. I know a lot of you guys have been enjoying all the pictures that we've been putting up from Toy Fair. Um, definitely not even remotely done scratching the surface of that. Um, there's, I think we took over 3,500 pictures. Uh, this is combined between my camera, my phone, uh, and Andrea's phone as well. So there's definitely at least 3,500 photos on there. I've only been sharing most of the stuff that I took with my phone, but there's also a ton of stuff that we took, um, with our regular cameras. And we also did some video which I'm in the process of editing. Uh, definitely want to show you guys the force band from Sphero for you to control the BB-8 using the force. Uh, very cool. Had a blast talking with those guys. Um, also got a ton of features that we got to put up as well. Stuff from our meetings 
with Hasbro, Mattel, and McFarlane Toys. Really exciting stuff we got to see, including stuff from the upcoming Assassin's Creed movie, Gears of War 4. A lot of cool shit for The Walking Dead, if you're a Walking Dead fan. And, um, you know, on the on the Hasbro and Mattel side, awesome uh, Marvel Legends stuff, tie-ins for our, uh, Civil War, lots of cool X-Men stuff, Transformers. Um, it, it's, it, it was so awesome, so many great things. And again, we want to share all of that with you guys. So we're trying to get through the backlog of that and um, keep it locked to RageWorks.net and also with our partners at Royal Flush Magazine who are putting out content as well. I see Danny in the chat. Shout out to Danny who was a soldier at Toy Fair this past weekend. Um, a very, very arduous task um, between all the walking, all the standing, um, you know, all the walking back and forth, the uh, the crazy show layout. There were instances where we pretty much could only communicate through text only because of the amount of appointments that we had to deal with. So um, props to Danny for being a trooper uh, and representing Royal Flush Magazine as, uh, you know, as only she can. And um, we were definitely exhausted when it was all said and done, but I know that Toy Fair is an an incredible experience, and we want to share that experience with you guys. All right, so what do we got on deck for tonight? Well, we got a little bit of gaming news. Slick is going to join me in a few minutes for that. We're also going to announce the winner of his contest. Uh, In addition, we're going to get into the entertainment news of the week And um, we're going to talk about a couple of rumors. I'm going to give you guys a couple of thoughts on Deadpool. Nothing crazy. I know I owe you guys a review, and I actually recorded an episode of the uh, Minority Film Report, which I want to bring back. And um, it's actually focused on Deadpool. There is going to be a fair amount of spoilers in there, so be warned. Uh, That that video, well, that video and that audio are going to be released at different times, only because our app owners that have the MTR app are going to get access to that audio first. And uh, the video, of course, will follow shortly thereafter. But, you know, real quick, I will say that everything that we anticipated that movie to be, it definitely was. And um, we'll dig a little bit deeper into that, uh, both on this episode and during the Minority Film Report when we upload it to iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. But with that said, let's get the ball rolling. Let's us jump into this week's gaming news, shall we? Let me go and grab our very own Slick. I know that he is um, queued up and ready to rock and roll. Let's get this party started. Mr. Slick, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. A little, a little exhausted, a little tired, but ready to rock and roll. I know you got a contest winner to announce. I know that you got some news that you want to get into as well and a couple of other announcements. So before we get into it, uh, give the listeners a little bit of background on the contest, what the winning entry was, and who was the lucky winner. Okay, so um, if you've been on the site, you know that I threw up a review for the uh, Dying Light expansion, the following. Uh, it turned out that Techland gave me a review code for it, but because I have the season pass, you know, I didn't want it to go to waste, so I figured, you know, why not give it to one of the fans? So we set up a contest, and it started last week. Basically, it was just one question that you had to answer, (laughs) and the question was, what was the AAA game that Slick was ranting about in December of 2015 on the My Take radio show? Right. Now, I, I... 
it was good to see so many people involved, you know, trying to get the right answer. Right. I felt kind of bad because a lot of people gave some great answers that just weren't right. And I tried to give hints like crazy. Right. I dropped a hint on Sunday. I dropped a hint, I think, on Tuesday and inadvertently dropped a hint today. Right. The correct answer was Just Cause 3. All right. And our winner is our very own Isaiah Torres from New York. Very nice. Isaiah has been I a... Uh, all I was going to say was Isaiah has been a, uh, a hardcore listener of the show, tries to participate where he can. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you were excited to see, you know, uh, a, a local, um, show, show their, uh, their listening skills at work. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because one of the things that I said, like a, a lot of the times when people were answering, I would say, you know, there's a lot of entries coming in. But so far, no one's gotten the right answer. Right. I mentioned, you know, if I basically already told you that you got the wrong answer, you can try again. I didn't set a limit <laughs> on how many times you can try. That's right. I don't really think I don't really think that he <laughs> was listening too well because his first answer was Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, and I never I saw that. About that piece of shit game at all. I I did see that. You know what you know what's funny to me about that when it comes to us doing contests and and Danny Danny in in the chat can vouch for this. Getting it's like listen, we don't want to keep this stuff. We genuinely want to give it to you. There's no bait and switch, there's no there's no tomfoolery. It's yo, we got this. We want to give it away. Please take it, please. And and the fact that you went out of your way, you, you did spoil it a couple of times, and I'm like, wow, nobody caught that? Damn. <laughs> I'm like, Sunday, as I threw out that Just Cause 3, the the um, the collector set, which was like supposed to be 110 bucks, it's on sale for 60 bucks at Best Buy, which yep. it still is. Then I forgot what the other post I put up, but basically I said something about Just Cause 3 the other day, and then today... I got a press release from Square Enix about the the, um, the expansion pass. That's right. And so did I. That's why I didn't forward it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I jumped on that. The the first thing that I saw was the, the Sky Fortress, which looks insane. And I said, I got to get this out. Plus, you know, with the contest, maybe somebody will pick up on it. <laughs> Nobody picked up on it. It's, it's, it's very interesting. But, um, to those that, that did not win, I, I thank you for trying. We do have another contest. Well, obviously, we have a couple of contests coming, but I will be setting up a contest for uh, our RPG fans, a game called Rainbow Moon, which came out for PS4 this week. This is a PS4 game only. It did come out re- uh, previously on PS3 and PS Vita, but it's currently only available on PS4. So... If you have a PS4 and you're looking for a good RPG fix, uh, that contest I'll probably I'll probably be putting that out either tomorrow or Saturday at some point this weekend. And you know, again, I'll once I figure out what I want to do for the contest, I'll put up a post. And you know, again, it'll probably just be a simple question or or going. It might even be just going to a website and like tweeting something. Yeah, I'll be in but, touch um, with you to get that through, set up. It'll go through next week unless I can't get it set up this weekend. If, if that's the case, it'll go through the following week. And um, this time, unfortunately, can give out more than one copy. 
but um, take you know stay on the the fan page and the the main page and uh, keep a watch for that. There you go. But um, just to reiterate, there is more than one copy being given away. Is that correct? Yes, I'm not going to say how many. Right, but, there's, you know, but there's more than one. Okay, the only the only reason I say this is because you know it's it's one of those things where people are going to have opportunities to win, but to be fair and much like I've said with some of our other contests, we're going to make you work a little harder. <laughs> yeah, a little bit because I this is was directly uh specified by the, you know, by the PR people, so I got to involve uh you know, I want to send a shout out to East Asia Software and I got to involve their their um, Twitter page in the contest somehow. That's why I said I don't know exactly what I'm going to do just yet. But um, if you want, you know, more information on the game, because it, it definitely was a game that was slept on back when it came out on PS3. Right. You can check out Rainbow Moon, Rainbow Moon com. That's all one word. Rainbow Moon Game.com. Nice. So I know that you have been. Very busy also with some reviews, which we're going to get into some of that stuff. I did I did want to ask, uh, Street Fighter V, I know you pulled the trigger, you bought the collector's edition. Um, I will be picking up my copy this weekend, only because scheduling prohibited me from picking it up. And honestly, if I would have picked the game up Tuesday, I was not even touching it. <laughs> so, um, I, I gotta ask, you picked up the collector's edition, I know you were sharing it on the fan page. Uh, thoughts so far, I know that the servers have been a nightmare for many people, but as you and I have said on numerous occasions, day one, shit's going to be broken. Day one, shit's going to be broken, but Street Fighter Five doesn't get as much of a pass because of all the betas they've had. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I, I would have thought. I would have thought that it would be at least a little bit more stable, but I'm hearing that people are getting to play. It's just not as easy as they thought. It's to give a, a comparison of just totally fucked up servers when they first started. It seems to be working better than Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, but um, you know, it's it's one I of those things. Gotten online yet. I I did get to play it, and I am mostly, I say mostly happy because one. The game is beautiful. The um, the controls are well. The controls are the same as they've always been, but the, the 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 flow of the game is a little bit different, which is definitely definitely going to make for you know people c- coming up with different combos and stuff. I, and I gotta say, I said it on the, again on the site, but if you don't have a stick, get a stick. And I I would definitely recommend Hori. Over Madcast, I, I wouldn't recommend going with, you know, a PS3 stick, even though it has the, the legacy support, just because compared to the current um, Hori sticks that are available, like, you know, I don't, we, we got to pay bills and shit, but right. if you can't get it, you can't get it. But if you got, if you have the extra money sitting around, get one of the newer Hori sticks because their new buttons and joysticks, they're just, they're that much more responsive than than Sanwa joysticks and buttons. And anybody who is into getting good controllers and botting their controllers, they know what I'm talking about when I talk about Sanwa joysticks and buttons. They put them to shame. They're that much more responsive. All right. Uh, Val was saying in the chat that he heard there's no arcade mode. Thoughts? 
There's no arcade mode. That's not true because there is a story mode, but it's just not like the the older games. Like the story mode has you fighting in one round only against each competitor, and I think there's maybe four or five fights per story. So you can basically with all the, the characters available now, you could basically finish every story mode in about an hour. So it's it's all going to be about, you know, doing things like the survival mode and and the online because you you, you could be done with the, the story mode the day you get it. One thing that I was upset about is that while the screen has it there, trading mode is not available. Right. The, um, it's not available till March, which to me, that says that the game shouldn't come out till March. I but agree. Whatever. You know what it is, man, and and this goes back to what you and I talked about months back with Killer Instinct. Um, it's it's the it's the crutch of we're gonna give you this and this and this, but we'll put this down the road. And yeah, it's gonna be free. It's it, uh, you know, it we're we're living in a in a in a in an age where we're getting a, a seventy percent complete title, and then they're just gonna continue adding pieces to it, like. Like a Lego, like a Lego mansion, <laughs> you know, they're just going to keep expanding it because they're going to put a brick here, a brick there, uh, you know, DLC here, DLC there. And while again, I, you know, I, I love Street Fighter. I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. You know this as well as anyone that knows me off air in the real world. But the fact is that I, I, I'm troubled that you would release this game in this, in this current incarnation with the dangling carrot of, you know, additional DLC, additional enhancements, additional improvements, and people just, they sit back and they, and they're just cool with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I too bought the game, but I also feel that we are, we are, we are enabling in this instance. Yeah. I mean, to Val's point, I was kind of upset that the, you know, the story mode is so short, but it, it's in a way kind of cool as well because there, there are story mode specific costumes which don't seem to be available outside of story mode as yet. I'm sure that's part of what the fight money system is going to be about. Probably. And that seems to be why they made the story mode so short because you do get fight money just for, for playing it, but you only get it once per character. And it's like most of the fight money is going to come from like survival mode and, and online, primarily online more than anything. Right. But um, it's really, if you don't want to pay for anything other than the, the main game and you want to get everything, you got to grind. You will be fighting online. You will be fighting online a lot. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna grind a lot. And, and, you know, I've heard that from a lot of people. And this goes, and, you know, it's funny because it goes to something that we talked about with Star Wars Battlefront and a lot of the FPS games where it's no longer just a dedicated, you know, campaign. It's all multiplayer. And I kind of see them going in that direction with Street Fighter also where they're trying to just push the multiplayer experience. You know, given the popularity of EVO and so many of these competitive tournaments, they're really trying to make that the tentpole of the franchise. And at the end of the day, what makes Street Fighter unique yeah, I, you know, it's always cool to go to a machine and put your quarter down back in the day or, you know, get your online game in. And that's great. But 
sometimes you just want to be immersed in the story for a little bit and grind and practice and get good because sometimes if you're not at a certain level, you're going to be disheartened and humbled very quickly when you get online. Yeah, and and I think part of the the big problem as far as implementing a story mode for for this game is that I think Capcom is just really unsure what they even want to do with the story. Right. I'm still trying to really wrap my head around where the story lies. It appears that Street Fighter Five it, it does take place at Street Fighter Four. That much I'm positive of. Which is still before Street Fighter Three. I think it still takes take, takes place before Street Fighter Three. Right. Well, here's here's the thing, and I and Which I is, go ahead. No, the same is crazy as hell. Well, the thing I wanted to ask, and and this is what you know, in I got to ask you, do you feel that what Capcom has done with this game is just trying to get that exclusivity and and move units by putting out this game during what I like to call the quiet period of the year? I mean, Street Fighter came in swinging, you know, right right in the middle of the month, right after, you know, the the post-holiday blitz and um I I feel that it's kind of a filler and Obviously, being one console exclusive is going to drive sales. That's for sure, and I, and definitely it's going to push the the competitive the competitive circuit. But do you feel that, like you said earlier, that holding it back for another month or two and just adding more features would have been the better course of action versus getting getting the you know getting their toes in the pool, so to speak, to kind of get the ball rolling for twenty sixteen? Um. I definitely feel that they shouldn't have released it without everything as far as the main menu screen when you start the game. Everything that's there should be available. Right. Uh, Whether or not coming out in March would have changed anything, I don't really know because I can't think of that. There's definitely no competition for them coming out in the near future because the only other fighting game that's new that's coming out of King of Fighters 14, and I don't think that's coming out till later this year. Right. Um, but there is one other big title for February. I, I, I really feel that there is. Am I missing something? Because I felt there was another one that was coming out. I will check while I am talking to you, well, but I don't think so. Well, here's here's what, here's what I'm saying. I Like I said, I'm not going to make excuses for Capcom as a company, regardless of how much I love their product. But I got to accept that I, I got to sit here and I got to say that, you know, people are talking about Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat XL and, you know, the complete edition. But at least when you did buy Mortal Kombat, you got a complete game. That's what it is. The you division. Know, I mean, Thank I, you. I, Val, Val, Val just said it. The division is the next game. Right. That is coming out. this. So wait a minute. Division doesn't come out to March. I mean, maybe they didn't want to go against that in March, but. It doesn't come out this month, right? But that's but that's what I mean. Like they just figured we're gonna jump in while it's nice and empty, super clean before anything anything else comes out. I I felt that that was a a calculated you know a calculated risk on their part, which is which is fine. But to you know go back to what I was saying, Mortal Kombat again, Warner Brothers double dips. We've talked about that, but at least I can say that when you bought Mortal Kombat minus the season pass, which again you did not have to buy. The game was complete. 
Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, even Killer Instinct with its whatever it was, three, six, nine characters initially, and then for season one and then season two, the game still had the other basic modes, you know? That one I can't confirm uh, or deny with, uh, for lack of an Xbox. But well, I no, I can I can confirm it because I have it, you know, and it was it was nine, you know, the nine characters out of the out of the gate. Well, there were there were the six, and then they released the other three. But if you had whatever the season, you were going to get it anyway. I think I just feel that that holding people, uh, you know, hostage for hey, you're going to get this character, you're going to get that character. And making that the the driving force. I mean, Capcom has already said that, hey, you're going to be able to unlock everything if you get fight money. And that's fine because that's going to expand. You know, that's going to force people to play. It's going to force people to become better like anything else. You know, the 10,000 hour rule. But some people just want to play, you know, for the sake of playing. I think that you're going to you're going to see a trend where some people just aren't going to give a shit and are going to spend the extra money and just buy everything. Because I've seen it happen. Of course they will. You know? The same thing that happened on like Grand Theft Auto. Yep. I, I, just, I guess my biggest thing is that I was used to the, the mode that's currently missing because while you can always just go into into the practice, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, no, my freaking Bluetooth dropped for a second. No, while you can always just go into practice and work on combos on your own. Right. The... Um, the challenge mode always it like gave you some basic steps on how to how to really build up combos with your your character. Even if you did want to make your own, that's it right. Gave you some basics and you know showed you you know the, the right path to go down. Right. And that's not there right now. Well, you know it's funny because while we're on the subject of that. Uh, I got a, an email from 2K that WWE is released. Uh, WWE WWE 2K16 is heading to PC on March 11th. Now here's the kicker: it's going to be available on Steam, 50 bucks, but you are getting all the DLC for free. <laughs> How ridiculous! That, that's, just, that's the same thing I keep saying about Tomb Raider when it finally comes out on PlayStation. Yep. It's like it I mean again I'm not going to take anything away from the from the PC from the PC gamers because they're getting a, a game with everything on it but they're also getting the game for substantial you know for $10 less is still $10 less plus all the DLC that people have already paid for. I mean, you know, the amount of revenue that they're probably going to get exactly what Val just said that's cuz who's really going to buy 2K16 on the PC. But what gets me is that the 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 barrier the barrier of ownership on a PC game is based on the specs of your system. I mean, how many times have you and I spoke over the last couple of months and you're like, "Hey, I got to get I got to I got to pump up the specs on my PC if I want to start playing X, Y, and Z games." It's come up on more than one occasion versus the barrier of entry for a console where you have the console, you pay the 50 or 60 bucks and that's it. I'm just, I just feel that while I understand, you know, trying to, you know, toss a benefit to the PC gamers, I do feel that the, the, that barrier, you know, the cost of entry for, for a game on a console should not be, it shouldn't be so, so split when it comes to a game being released on the PC. Like you're giving everybody the DLC and everything because they're just buying the game outright on the PC. And and yeah, sure, like what Val said, who's going to buy it? But still, it's something that should be acknowledged because 
a disc is a disc at that point, you know? I always find that it's it's odd that games cost not all of them because nowadays I'm seeing more more of the the price being the same across the board. But a lot of times the games being ten dollars less on PC. But technically, a lot of times the PC players get more just because of being able to mod the game, mods and stuff. Yep. I mean, the the people that do get 2K16 on PC are going to get more wrestlers, even if they don't get the DLC, even if they didn't get the DLC, because people will create them. Yep, they'll skin the game, they'll reskin the game, like Street Fighter 4 was reskinned on the PC. The Street Fighter mods were insane. Absolutely, a lot of talented people out there. Now, here's here's the thing, and, and I want to ask about this, only because with regards to PC gaming, do you feel that with Steam and digital distribution, do you feel that prices for games on the PC will continue to drop as they have been? Or do you think it's going to be a question where it's going to be dependent on the title? And I ask you this because if you're putting a game on Steam, obviously the system, there, you know, there's no box, there's no control, you know, there's no book, there's nothing. You just, you buy the game and you're done, you know, through the Steam service. It, it, you're eliminating all those things that are considered uh, additional money. I mean, you know, we've practically done away with the instruction manual in games nowadays, but I still stand by the fact that if you were to buy a game digitally on any console or even on any service, it should be less money than its retail counterpart. And, you know, until the industry gets a conscience, that's not going to happen. Basically... The, the the lowest that a PC game is going to be is still going to be ten dollars less than a console game, and it's probably going to get to the point with the AAA titles where it's the same price across the board. Okay, which has already been happening. The only thing that's going to happen with PC players is that Steam tends to give a lot of discounts. And, Absolutely, you know, people will have like credit on their account and stuff like that and they'll get it for less in that in that fashion but you know let's say i just create a steam account tomorrow and if the division were coming out tomorrow i'd be paying the same 60 bucks that i pay on you know xbox one or playstation 4 but but going going that to that to that point like i said do you feel that that is fair because there's because and the reason I say this it's, because and we've touched we've touched on this before uh, to a point but looking at it now as more and more stuff is being pushed into digital distribution territory I continue to stand by the fact that you want if you want people to be hardcore supporters of digital distribution you have to give people incentive and if you were to tell me hey you'd spend you'd save I don't know 10 bucks 15 bucks on the game if you just bought, you know, bought it through the console and it would be downloaded day one and that would be it. it there, there needs to be some sort of a, you know, there, there has to be some, some benefit because again, oh, well, you don't have to drive through the store. You could buy the game. So yeah, I'm just giving you my 60 bucks, you know, virtually versus physically. That's not enough. You know, the necessity, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all hate dealing with the general public in some capacity. That's, that's just life. But the fact that you're using that as your prime factor to sell games is ludicrous. It is stupid, which goes to show you 
why, you know, programs like Best Buy's Gamers Program or even, you know, Amazon's new program where you save 20% if you pre-order games through them, you see that retailers are trying to give people incentive to come into the store. Well, like you said, it needs to happen. Right. But unfortunately, one other thing needs to happen to force that to happen, and that's what's not happening. Which is? And we've discussed it many, many times. People do not speak with their wallets. I agree. They don't. At least not enough people, because take what's, you know, a huge game. That's, again, let's we'll go back to the division. Yeah, it'll be available in stores on, on uh, March, I think it's March 1st or something. Right. Whatever. Or March. But um, it'll be available digitally at the same time for the same price. Right. And while it should be at the bare minimum 10 bucks less, it's going to be the same price. And you know why they'll get away with it? Why is that? Because people will buy it. Well, here's the thing, too. If you would have said to somebody, hey, if you buy the game digitally, just just for shits and giggles, again, this isn't something that, that that's currently happening, but imagine if somebody said to you, and we'll use The Division as an example, hey, if you buy The Division digitally, you can start playing The Division on February 27th versus waiting till March 1st. Because again, it's a digital game. You're done. You know, what, what what's the difference going to be of a few days? You get what I'm saying? Like you see that you see the incentive at that point. Like people be like, "Damn, I could jump in early and and you know, have my character leveled up by the time people the retail copies are sold." You see what I mean that there's there's something, there's some sort of a benefit, there's some sort of a, a of of an of an interest of of a driver that makes people want to, you know, get a a return on investment. It's like, hey, I'll pay the 50 bucks, but I get the game a couple of days earlier. I save $10 and I save myself a trip to the store. You see that the list of pros starts to grow at that point. But if the only thing that you're selling me is you can buy the game in the comfort of your own home. Thanks. <laughs> oh, they, they do that, that, you know, you get it early. You know what early is for them? A couple of hours. And Val, yeah, Val just said that it comes out the ace. It's midnight. Yep. Instead of having to wait till the store opens, right? Or usually it hits the, the digital store at like eleven a.m. Right, but that's that's like, what I mean. That's that's not enough of an incentive. Nope we need we need incentives where if we're gonna start going the digital distribution route, we or or at minimum we're going that route for a lot of titles. Then we need to start giving people and companies need to start coming up with more creative ways to sell that stuff. You have to understand, you and I, we still go to the store and buy Blu-rays and we still buy games, but it's becoming easier to rent a movie from Redbox or stream a movie from Netflix. We're reaching, we're reaching that point. I mean, owning physical copies is fantastic. I love it. But now I'm getting to the stage where if it's a movie that I don't necessarily need to own, I just rent it from Redbox, pay the two bucks and I'm done. And we're saying this for the live show. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh man, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm I'm a little confused. You and I both know we have other methods of getting videos we don't want to pay for. This is very true. This is one hundred percent very true. I can neither confirm nor deny that there that there are ulterior technologies in my home. That can feed me various types of content. But 
Again, with regards to convenience and doing things by the book, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, Val Val went even as far as Google Play and Amazon Prime Video Rental. I mean, when when John Blade was visiting, I remember I rented the Babadook off Amazon Prime Video Rental just for that reason because it was there. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it is a it is a uh, it is a treat, ladies and gentlemen. It is a treat. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, I, w- I wanted to move on into two other things. Uh, Microsoft is putting out their February update for Windows 10 and for Xbox One, bringing a whole bunch of new features to the console and to the operating system, including the ability to see who's in a party, rearranging home screen buttons, and um, obviously the Xbox app on Windows 10 got the update already, and Xbox One should be getting the update, if not today, then by tomorrow. On the console side, the update is going to focus on improving the social elements, allowing you to see, obviously, who's in a party before you join in case, you know, that one person you hate is in there, which is a feature that the PS4 has had for quite some time. Obviously, you'll be able to track achievement progress relative to your friends with the new gamer score leaderboard, uh, notifications in the activity feed, etc., etc., etc. You're going to actually get the Avatar Store uh, news updates, trending topics, all that fun stuff. And the thing that gets me with this new enhancement is that I honestly forgot, and I'm, I'm just a, a weirdo. Dude, I totally forgot about, like, avatars. I, I mean, I, does anybody still really use them? Dude, I, I didn't even give it a second thought. Like, I turned on my 360 because I'm still playing um, the, the last Assassin's Creed on that console and um, Rogue, Assassin's Creed Rogue. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot my avatar is dressed like Deadpool. And I'm like, oh, shit, I have an avatar. Because it's just, you forget. Like, it was weird. Like, And then when I read about the update, I'm like, does anybody even give a shit about avatars anymore? Like, it was it was so weird to read that. I'm like, even when it was all about the 360, I only cared about my, av- my avatar as far as the um, the clothing that I could unlock for free by playing a game. Like, I had, you know, from Dead Island, I had the Sam B outfit. From Left 4 Dead, I had some of the the T-shirts that the characters wore. And I was like, that was about it. Well, I was was one of the schmucks that actually bought stuff for my avatars. But, but, I I will say it was because I usually had leftover points before they switched over to the money system. I used to have points here or there laying around. I'm like, eh, you know, I'll buy this Power Ranger helmet. Or I'll buy this sword, or I'll buy these Wolverine claws, just just because you know I'm bored. But honestly, I don't I don't even miss that stuff. Like the only thing, the only time it's still commonplace, obviously, is with the Wii and with the Wii U, and obviously with the 360. But it's it's not even a thing, you know. Like it's weird when I read that. I'm like, really, avatars? Who gives a shit? <laughs> like I kind of feel we've outgrown that shit. Honestly, do you mean like the Connect? <laughs> you know what the thing is with the Connect? I talked, I you know, I the Xbox One Connect. I still use to say, you know, Xbox take a record that or Xbox take a screenshot. Like I still use it for that stuff. I haven't played an Xbox Connect game in quite some time. I think the last one I played was on the 360, and it's usually when I'm bored, I'll play Fruit Ninja. Still play that, man. I still got a. I still that's still a, a soft spot for me. The Fruit Ninja games, so stupid. 
but it's okay. I, 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 don't, don't play it on your phone. Play it on your TV. You're damn right. That you're damn right. I don't play that shit on my phone. Absolutely not. The only thing that gets played on my phone is, um, what the hell Marvel game is it? This, this, uh, what the hell crack am I talking about that I've been playing like a schmuck? Uh, puzzle quest. Marvel Puzzle Quest is what I've been playing religiously. And I mean religiously, like constant. That gets played constantly. In the waiting room, in my office, on the bowl, wherever. That game that game gets played and I have like an assortment of fucking superheroes. It's so great. It's like, oh, I got a level 70 Deadpool for no reason because it's basically Tetris or Puzzle Fighter. That's all it is. Nothing wrong with that. I did, I did want to talk about the... Um, PlayStation's announcement that they're seeking beta testers for their next system software update. Um, I found this very interesting because I, you know, why I know Xbox does it with their preview program, which I've been part of, but it was weird that PlayStation would actively start seeking people out to beta test this stuff. I think it's interesting because it allows them to kind of tweak a lot of things that end up breaking consoles, uh, especially in PlayStation's case where you, you and I have heard plenty of horror stories where people end up bricking their consoles with an update. So I'm actually intrigued to see that, you know, that they're, that they're going to start doing it. Um, they didn't describe any of the features that, that are going to be coming on the next system update, but the beta testing is scheduled to begin in March. Yeah, I signed up for it. I'll, I'll let you know if I get it. I usually, when they have some kind of vote or sign up thing, I'll usually at least put in for it. Are you are you voting on the I, um, are you voting I, on the network titles? Yeah, I voted for um, Android Assault Cactus, but but no Assault Android Cactus. Excuse me, in part because you know I, I I had a chance to play it months ago, but again because it was offered to me on PC, I couldn't do it. Right, and now it's coming to PS4, but it looks like everybody's going for Broforce. You know what it is? That game has such a niche following, Bro Force, that every I'm not even shocked that people are really pushing for that game. I'm not shocked either. I, I was tempted if, if, if and I'm, I keep messing up the damn name, Android Assault Cactus wasn't there, I would have voted for Bro Force easily. Right. But then I was like, you know what? I I have not a hero right already, and <laughs> to me, it's it's kind of the same game. So I wanted to play something a little bit different because Android Assault Cactus is, you know, they, they put in the work on the graphics and it's kind of a bullet hell game. Right. It, it seemed more challenging for one, so I wanted to try that out. Okay. Well, I, I did want to say, and this will... is always best. I did, I did want to say, um, to, to kind of bring it together and bring it to a close, I did want to ask you... Um, you know, there's still there's still a bit there's still a bit of a vacuum when it comes to fighting games um for both consoles. I mean, yeah, you got Killer Instinct, now you got Street Fighter, you got um Blaze Blue, you got uh what's the other one that you that's coming out? Um King of Fighters, of course. But I did want to say this, with with such a, a deep catalog that so many publishers have that were known for putting out fighting games, I would re- would you be opposed to seeing a compilation of some of those games. Like for me personally, I would love to see a remastered star gladiator compilation on the PS4 or rival schools. 
Well, now they tend to make games that kind of are compilations because a game that came out a couple of weeks before Street Fighter, which I have to look it up just to say it right, it's called Nitro Plus Blasters Heroin Infinite Duel. What the which... fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? I'm not sure, but I- I'm reviewing it. So <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> I apologize to the publisher in advance for asking what the fuck no, that is. No, do not. Do not apologize. <laughs> that, is, that title is way too damn long, for one. Okay. The um, It's like, it's from the people that made Arcana Heart. Right. They've made a couple of games that are similar to it where they just take a bunch of characters from a bunch of different anime and say, say look, what if they went and fucked each other up? That's the premise of the game. You know what? I um it wasn't it wasn't J Stars the same thing when they put it on uh, PS4. Which one? J Stars. Remember that yes, one? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It was all the um all the characters like the main major characters from uh, I think it's Shonen Jump magazine. Right. And hey, and part of it is because if you look online, especially if you look on Google Plus, all people do all day is say. Will this character win versus this character? I'm like, who gives a shit? You know what Apparently I'd like to see? Enough people do where you can make a game. It, well, here, here's the here's the thing. You know, I said I'd like to see Star Gladiator. I'd like to see Rival Schools. But one thing I would like to see, and this was because I saw somebody make a video. I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook and um, various social media outlets. It's what would the video that somebody did of what would happen if Goku fought the Street Fighters. And then they did a second one, which is what would happen if Vegeta fought the Street Fighters. And I wouldn't, I'd love to see a Street Fighter style, completely Street Fighter style, not flying around, not the bullshit, but a legit Street Fighter style Dragon Ball Z game. No flying, no levitating, no bullshit, just legit fighting game. Or if you're going to do any sort of flying, let it be for super attacks only. Or for, or for just certain stages where where the characters are floating in the air. I think that might legit send people into seizures. Yeah, I, I just I just feel that you know when I saw somebody do that and somebody create that. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was obviously a lot of work put into it. But when you see you know a, a, a Street Fighter sprite of Goku or Vegeta, you know, doing all their signature attacks, it looks really really cool. And and I think that that was one of the big problems I felt with uh, Dragon Ball Z games, you know, in the sense that all of them always try to they always try to replicate the shows to the point of detriment. I mean, Ultimate Battle 22, which I think I still have for my PS2 or my PS1, I believe, was just regular Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter style. It was it was awesome, dude. Or even taking it further back, the Dragon Ball Z games that they put out on Super Nintendo. If you remember those, wow. yeah, dude, like that was, you know, just regular fighting games. I think that, you know, and I've been watching this Mortal Kombat has been thriving. Um, you, you know, Street Fighter has thrived. Even Street Fighter characters now showing up in Tekken, Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear. There's so many different platforms and so many different fighting games that have cult- that cultivate their own niche. But something as iconic as Dragon Ball Z that's built around fighting can never get their shit together. Well, I guess, you know, it has to do with who they have develop it. I mean, 
the the biggest problem with games not coming out well is that they they don't listen to the people that play the games. I mean, Val was Val was making fun of the, <laughs> the Nitro Plus game, calling it Japanese word salad, but there's a title slightly closer to home, or not really, it's Poland, but Dying Light. The current version of Dying Light, if you picked up the game in a store, it's called Dying Light, the following enhanced edition. Right. That's the actual title of the game now. Right. The only reason I'm I'm bringing this up, you know, obviously before before we close things out, is because I, I, I remember, you know, being a PlayStation 2 owner and having a wealth of different games, you know, and I'm just there's plenty of genres, but as a fighting game fan, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stick into that stick, you know, stick to that niche. You know, you had Battle Arena to Shinden one, two, three, um, Psychic Force, um, you know, Star Gladiator, Star Gladiator two, Rival Schools. You had you know you even going further back, you had really uh, just even remember Genesis. You had Eternal Champions. You had Street Fighter. You had all these different games. You had the um one of my favorites, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting game. Which one? The one that was on Super yeah. NES, where the Shredder was just amazing. He had like the uh, the shield to deflect projectiles. He had like a like a Dragon Punch move. Yeah, I remember that. Raphael used to spit on people. Yeah, he used to do the um the the M Bison style um spin attack with the with the with the size. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I feel that as we get into this newer console generation, they're not they're not looking at those other niches to create titles. You're either getting first person shooters, really pretty racing games, or the occasion or you know, just the occasional somewhat complex RPG. You know, you're not going into that niche. You're not grabbing uh, you know, games like Road Rash. Or hell, even Road Road Rash is a great example. You know how many people have asked for that game to be remade a dozen times? And it's like I said, and that that was the reason why I had mentioned Dying Light is that more developers need to reach out to the the fans, the people that actually buy the damn games, ask what they want, and give it to them. That's why Dying Light does so well is because they keep giving people what they ask for. Let, let, let me let me go back for a second. You know that the fighting genre was was at the was at its peak when one of the most legendary games that people still talk about were the Def Jam fighting games, both the one that played like WWE No Mercy and then the second one after that. Wow, Def Jam fight for New York. Yep, but think about that. But think about that. A game that had its roots in hip hop that was a fighting game through and through is considered one of the best games. You know, when you talk to people like, yo, give me 10 of your favorite fighting games, that game will pop up. Hell, WWE No Mercy, how old is that game? And people still feel that that and Fire Pro are some of the, you know, the gold standards when it comes to wrestling titles. And those were the days when people actually wanted to play sports games. Yep. Because it wasn't freaking Madden and 2K. It was NBA Street, NFL Street. NBA Street more so because when they added Michael Jordan to that game, I couldn't remember one single person that didn't want to play that. Even 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 going a step further, you know, remember, you know, what happened to, uh, you know, Fight Night, the boxing game. Like, that's not to say that we need a boxing game every year, but why not go into that? I mean, boxing has a lot of great 
uh, uh, you know, a lot of solid fighters, you know, Canelo, uh, Triple G, uh, Kovalev. It was it was great, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of stuff that developers aren't looking at. I mean, EA, obviously, as soon as they jumped on the MMA bandwagon, they're going to squeeze the UFC teat as much as they can. But what happened to those days, man? I mean, you know, the, the developers need to think outside of the box. I mean, excuse me, for as much as I clown Nintendo, I don't mind playing Mario Tennis, you know, because <laughs> it's 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 different. And and to this day, I still would love to see a fresh mutant league football. <laughs> I know you love that shit, dude. I need that in my <laughs> life. I need that mutant league football in my life. Need it. Let me let me tell you, my my need for mutant league football was so bad at one point that I actually owned a PlayStation Vita that I had modded to play Genesis games just to play that. Damn, Bones Jackson all day, kid. Come on. You knew that game was a problem when it had its own cartoon. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, you know? It, it was it, that that's I kind of feel that they we've pigeonholed ourselves into first-person shooters, um, you know, run and gun style shooters and Nathan Drake Tomb Raider style games. Like whatever happened to those those other sub-genres? You know, don't get me wrong, like like RPGs are always good, but I'd love to see shit like that. I remember I remember I got sucked into Vagrant Story. Remember that RPG? Yeah. And and stuff like that or Legend of Dragoon. Like you'd look at the box, you had no idea what the fuck was going on, but you would you'd buy you'd buy it cuz you're like, "Wow, this looks pretty this looks pretty dope." I mean, it doesn't get any shittier than Pit Fighter, and many of us fell for that. <laughs> well, you said it. That name that game's nickname was Shit Fighter. Yep. But that's what I mean. I mean, and then you know, there's always, and hopefully, maybe you know, maybe they they don't still have the license. Maybe it really belongs to them. Hopefully, when Kojima makes his own company, maybe we'll get some Zone of the Enders again. Yeah, Zone of the Enders is another great title. I mean, remember when they did um when they did Shank not that long ago? Shank was some some lovely bloody goodness. Yep. Well, here's the thing, dude. Why couldn't you do? A final fight game in that style, hand drawn animation, fighting your way through. Why not, Pe- dude? People would buy the shit. Well, they had that double dragon game that you had. Oh, dude! Remember when we played that? We lost our minds. It was amazing. <laughs> that game didn't make any sense, but we didn't care. Yeah, it made zero sense. Oh, you got a floating samurai head with a sword? Yeah, sure, no problem. Punch him right in the face. Basically. But um, you know, I want I wanted to kind of go down that trip, that that memory lane trip, only because I feel that nobody's experimenting in that space anymore. Like everybody's, you know, what's the next great first person shooter, or what's the next space epic, or what's the next game that's gonna make a guy that's looking like Master Chief? I think about it. Val is excited for the division. The division is pretty much every other game except you're shooting people in the projects. That's not to say that the division is bad. I'm just saying, you look at the division, you look at any of these other games, it's the same shit. You're just swapping out the environments and giving, you know, giving people something a little extra, but it's the it's the same deal. Val jumped on what I was about to say. It's like that's why I love, you know, the relationships that we have with some of the the smaller developers because I mean this this year we have titles like, you know, I put out a trailer today for the Shiners. It's an RPG but 
from what they showed, it's like whenever, whenever, whenever you get into a battle, it goes into a one-on-one where it, all of a sudden it's a fighting game. There you go. Like you're pulling off short yukins and shit. Right. But it's an RPG. Then you have the follow-up to to um, sticks, where basically you're freaking Smeagol from from The Hobbit, but you go around killing people, like. You literally pull people into the shadows and kill them. Well, it's dude, Mighty like Number Nine. If it ever comes out, because <laughs> Mighty Number Nine was supposed to be out already. Right, but still, I'm just come out this month. Now they're talking about like June. But I'm just citing that because again, that's that's what we're going into. You know, games like that. We, dude, these are these are genres that can still be tapped. You can still make money in those genres. I would lose my mind if Nintendo made a refreshed River City Ransom. Somebody did, I think, and it, it, right. it didn't turn out so well. Yeah, but I mean, give it give it back to, you know, the guys that made it work, dude. Put it in, like, Nintendo's hands, make it, throw some RPG elements in there, kind of keep that smush head, uh, smush head vibe, and just go out there and, and, you know, hit a lady with brass knuckles that doesn't give you your sushi. <laughs> Well, you mentioned stuff like that. That's why I play Yakuza. There you go. But, um, you know, like I said, I wanted to go down memory lane just because there were a lot of things I wanted to talk about with regards to those untapped genres. But I also, like I said, just wanted to kind of acknowledge that there's so many missing outlets and so many missing revenue streams that they could utilize that they, you know, they're not at the moment, but hopefully somebody's listening and they do, um, with that said, that's actually the last bit of stuff for the gaming side of things. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge a conversation I had with Val earlier when you were talking about remaking games. After I had posted the um, Just Cause 3 trailer for the, the expansion, right? he was saying that they, the, the guys that make um, Avalanche Studios, the guy that make Just Cause 3, they should redo Bionic Commando. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely pay for that. I mean... I still, I, I'm playing, I think they did it as a free game on P, on PS Plus. The remake of Strider was surprisingly solid. Oh yeah, I told them about that. I was, I was like, forget about Bion Commando, the remake sucks, but stick with the Strider remake. Strider remake was dope, man, that's for sure. I jumped on that like the day it came out. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm good for today. Alright, brother, I appreciate the assist as always. Uh, definitely keep it locked to RageWorks for the next contest, courtesy of our very own Slick, uh, which should be available sooner rather than later. For Isaiah, I'm sure we, we will notify, you know, Slick will notify him that he won uh, that game for Dying Light. All right, man. Thanks for the assist, brother. I sent him a message. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our very own Slick. Uh, we are bringing our gaming segment to a close. We're going to switch gears and jump into some entertainment news of the week. Let's get to it. So I want to start with uh, a bit of news that's definitely going to ruffle our very own Slick's feathers, um, and that is the next three Transformers films, which are going to be available uh, annually going forward. 
Uh, Transformers 5 is hitting theaters June 23rd, 2017. Uh, Transformers 6 will be June 8th, 2018. And Transformers 7 will follow on June 28th, 2019. But the funny thing is that one of those films will actually be a spinoff focusing on Bumblebee. Which, again, I understand Bumblebee is very popular with the kids. Uh, one of the one of those characters that definitely people, you know, young children love. But to to go that route and spin it off into into something like that instead of focusing on the overall narrative is crazy to me. But um, what they're looking to do is that the spinoff is scheduled for 2018, which is going to be against uh, Legendary's Godzilla 2. And that's the direction that they're going. It's going to be three films every year, but the second and third film are going to open up the floodgates for the Bumblebee spinoff. I I'm I'm not a fan of that. I know that they're going to part, they're going to start moving away from doing stuff with Michael Bay. I believe with the second film, but I just I just think that if you're going to continue to do Transformers movies, you should keep it based on the entire element of Autobots and Decepticons and not just spin it off into one particular character. Again, going back to what I said, I don't I don't have a problem with the Bumblebee character. I think that after the movies, kids ended up gravitating towards him and Optimus Prime only because you couldn't really uh, figure out which Decepticon was which <laughs> just because of the design. But again, I, I don't think that you should go into spinoff territory when there's so much, there's such a deep story that can be told with the overall team of Autobots against the Decepticons. I mean, that's a conflict that you can leverage in a, in a litany of ways from, you know, involving Unicron to Galvatron. There's, there, you know, the, the Galvatron stuff that they set up. The, you know, go that route. Don't go into the spinoff route because you're going to end up losing sight of what made Transformers popular in the first place. And that's the the different Autobots and Decepticons that kids could could gravitate towards. Don't just build it around the one that you made popular because you put them in a really cool car uh, in the movies. That's all I'm saying. Gotta gotta acknowledge that Deadpool has been doing nothing but breaking records. Um, it earned $135.1 million, securing the number one slot. Kung Fu Panda 3 came in at number two. How to Be Single came in at number three. Zoolander 2 came in at four. The Revenant was five. Hail Caesar was six. Star Wars The Force Awakens still holding on at seven, bringing its total to $914.8 million. The Choice was number eight. Ride Along was number nine. And The Boy came in in the number 10 spot. Um, As I said, Deadpool has captured a ton of records. Um, One of the best records set for an R-rated film, which was originally set by The Hangover. Um, and more during the, um, you know, the hangover Two, that was one of the, the higher records for an R rated movie. Uh, the previous record belonged to 50 shades of gray last year, but that has since been shattered. Um, it set a president's day record of $93 million in four days. Um, the film has exceeded its budget, which was rumored at $58 million. It is a, it is a, a, a hit for, uh, the folks at Fox and it's even starting to, fuel the speculation that the next Wolverine film will also be R rated. And I think that if, 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 if we needed Deadpool to get that done, I don't have a problem with it. As I've said in numerous shows, 
the Wolverine character is not family friendly. It is, you know, womanizing, drunk, uh, belligerent, angry, violent character. And even though he has all those qualities, you know, he's still a hero, but the story, the stories regarding Wolverine should be indicative of the individual that he is and not some, you know, cookie cutter paint by numbers vision that they try to put out there to sell toys. Um, much like they did with Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool had its fair share of adults bringing their children to the theater to see the movie, which I felt was just stupid. But, you know, what can you do? I mean, you, you know, it's an R-rated film. You bring your kid, that's on you. But the fact is that there are certain characters, and Wolverine is one, Deadpool is another, The Punisher is another, um, Blade, Ghost Rider. There's a lot of characters that the subject matter is just extremely dark, and they they have to utilize an R-rated environment to be able to deliver their stories effectively. And it's not based on the fact that you have to, you know, say curse words or have nudity, but just the amount of violence and the things that transpire with those characters are, they're gonna, you know, an R rating is gonna facilitate being able to give the most accurate representation possible. You know, cutting your character off at the knees by making them PG-13, while I understand you're gonna get a younger demographic in there, you're not gonna be able to tell the truest story possible, so... Again, props to Deadpool for its success thus far, and who knows, it may open the floodgates to an R-rated Wolverine film. Obviously, keep it locked here to MTR and Rageworks for more on that as it develops. A couple of months back, I told you guys about the Lethal Weapon TV series that was possibly going to see the light of day. Well, it looks like Fox has actually ordered the pilot for that series with Damon Wayans Sr., uh, playing Detective Murtaugh, which of course is the role that was created by Danny Glover in the Lethal Weapon films. They're still looking for someone to play the role of Martin Riggs. As of right now, this is a pilot only with Fox, but it may get picked up for a full series run. Uh, this is Damon Wayans' first project with Fox since he's produced since his work on In Living Color during the 90s. So, um, I'm interested to see what they do with Lethal Weapon. Can it be something that translates well to the small screen as a weekly series? I I really felt that if you were going to do that, you'd want to go cable versus broadcast TV only because, you know, the the strong language and stuff like that. But we'll see what happens. I think Damon Wayans is is funny, still is, uh, you know, Mo Money, not Mo Money. Um, What the hell was the one with him and the uh... Slick? Do you remember the movie with Damon Wayans? Where he worked, um, they stole fake credit cards. Was it Mo Money? I want to say it was Mo Money. I, you know, it was him and um, it, it was him and a buddy of his, and they were homeless guys, and they ended up working in a credit card, uh, you know, in a mail room and getting access to credit cards, and he used the fake credit cards to buy all this stuff. I don't remember. I want to say it was Mo Money, but I'm not sure. Um, if it comes to mind slick, let me know. But I remember at that time, you know, him, Keenan Ivory Wayans, you know, who did low down dirty shame, which was another one of my favorite movies, low down dirty shame gets rotation in my house at least once every once or twice, every couple of months, because a, it ends up being on cable and B, I still own the DVD. Um, I never picked up the Blu-ray just because I never got around to it, but, um, um, you know, Mo Money and um, Low Down Dirty Shame were tremendous. 
And I think that those films show the range that those actors have. Um, not to say that Keenan Ivory Wayans wasn't a terrible actor, but he also was in the glimmer man with uh, Steven Seagal, which was fucking terrible, but that's a separate story. Anyway, the, um, lethal weapon series, there's not a specific air date yet. As I said, there is only a pilot that is being picked up by Fox. But once I hear about the series order, of course, I will let you guys know. In some Star Wars news, many of you will be pleased to know that Star Wars Episode 8 has begun principal photography. All of the cast members from the previous film are returning, but there are also some new additions, including uh, Benicio Del Toro, Laura Dern, and Kelly Marie Tran. As of right now, they have not confirmed what characters they will be playing, but um, hearing a name like Benicio Del Toro in the Star Wars universe is Definitely something to be excited about, a very intense actor, and I'm curious to see what role he plays in the series. Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight arrives in theaters December 15th, 2017. Another film that I'm surprised is getting a TV run. Originally, I was talking about Shooter last week, which um, is going to be airing on the USA Network with Ryan Phillippe. But it looks like they're also going to be doing a TV series based on Salt, which, if you remember, was the spy thriller with Angelina Jolie as Evelyn Salt, originally a role that was going to be played by Tom Cruise. Angelina Jolie did a did an awesome job in that film. There were rumors that there were going to be some sequels. It was going to become a franchise. But it looks like they are um, Sony's going to try and pitch the show to broadcasters as a regular TV series. Um, and follow it, you know, do it that route versus doing another big screen production. I don't even think Angelina Jolie is interested in going back to the character at this point, but I think that what they established in the film can definitely be converted into something that would translate well to the small screen. I mean, blind spot, which has been killing it lately has done a great job, you know, in that spy espionage thriller category. And, um, I'd definitely check out a Salt TV series if it's done right, depending on the network. I think I think there's definitely something there. Not 100% sure it's something that needs to be done, but I think that the way that the story played out is something that you can definitely work on. I mean, I want to lean towards more of a, of a burn notice vibe with a female lead, but, you know, obviously with less comedic elements, but we'll see what happens. But for sure, uh, the Salt... Um, Film universe is definitely heading to the small screen. It would not be an episode of MTR without some Marvel news. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is in full effect. They've already started filming. Obviously, the cast from the first film is back, uh, but they are also new cast members as well, including uh, Palm Clementif, who is going to be playing Mantis. Uh, Kurt Russell is also in the role. Uh, is also in the film with a role pretty much at this point. Many have speculated that he will be playing Peter Quill's father. As as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to keep that as a rumor for now, only because, you know, it, it's, it's definitely subject to change. Um, they're definitely going to be following up on the mystery of Peter Quill's uh, true parentage, which is something that um, you know, we, we kind of noticed at the end of the last film, there's not going to be any Thanos or infinity stone stuff in this film. We're going to go into, uh, Peter Quill's origins. Uh, I'm excited. I think that guardians of the galaxy was just an amazing film. 
um, ahead of its time, took a, a group of obscure characters and breathed really, you know, a huge breath of life into them. You know, characters that weren't household names are now beloved and appreciated by by fans across the world, whether it's Groot or Drax or Star-Lord or Rocket, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, people feel a kinship with these characters, and I'm curious to see where James Gunn takes them next. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 hits theaters May 5th, 2017. If you guys remember a couple of episodes back, we were talking about a Van Helsing TV series. It looks like it is already officially moving forward with Kelly Overton, who was in True Blood, uh, playing the lead role of Vanessa Van Helsing. Uh, It's going to be a 13-episode first season, which um, is probably going to be airing later on this year. From what I've heard, don't have an official air date yet, but we are moving forward with a Van Helsing TV series on excuse me on sci-fi in some sequel news which i'm very very excited to report john wick 2 is official uh titled now john wick chapter 2 and it has a release date february 10th 2017 uh really uh solid casting keanu reeves of course is back ian mcshane is back john leguizamo's in the movie uh lance reddick lawrence fishburne uh also a um a new addition with Common, who, as I mentioned in a previous episode, has now been confirmed as the main villain. So John Wick back in action, shooting people in the face in violent fashion. Uh, February 10th, 2017. Mark that down on your calendars. Next bit of movie news, of course, involves our friends at Disney who have now found a brand new revenue stream with live action interpretations of some of their signature films as well as reboots of films that they have established as well. We know that they're doing a live-action Jungle Book. They've done stuff with Alice in Wonderland with a sequel to that film uh, right around the corner, but it looks like they're also going to be doing a sequel to get this, Mary Poppins, uh, with Emily Blunt rumored to be playing the role, of course, created by Julie Andrews in the 1964 classic. Um, Of course, these films will follow the remaining seven installments of P.L. Travels, Travers, uh, Mary Poppins series of children's books. Um, Emily Blunt is a very talented actress. I can kind of see her pulling off something like that, like Mary Poppins, more than um, I, you know, I felt that she definitely was not my first choice if we were to do a Captain Marvel film, but I can see her working as, as a very solid interpretation of Mary Poppins. As of right now, we don't have a release date yet, but they are moving forward with this Mary Poppins sequel, and Disney's been knocking them out of the park as of late, and I wouldn't be shocked if this one becomes a hit as well. Last bit of movie news to wrap things up, and this actually comes to me courtesy of Facebook. Um, They actually have a Predator Facebook page, which is teasing the return of the Predator to the big screen. Uh, Shane Black, who many of you know, um, who recently did Iron Man 3, is working on this brand new film. Uh, really excited to see what he does with the Predator. I felt that the uh, the last film, Predators, uh, um, was very well done. I thought Predators was very enjoyable to me. Um, I thought that the concept was cool with the planet and then bringing people to that planet to hunt them. I thought it was different, introducing the different factions 
of Predators was cool. Um, I kind of want to go into that, you know, that. <laughs> Slick says, I want to see his little brother, the Creditor. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. But no, in all seriousness, I think that going back to the to the roots of the Predator character is what is necessary for for it to really work on the big screen. I felt that, you know, Aliens versus Predator was fun from a mashup type of, oh man, you know, two iconic franchises go head to head. But I think that Predators really took the characters back to their, you know, their roots, which was, you know, trapped on, on you know, in a jungle, not knowing who's who's hunting you, this, this creature that you can't see, but he can see you and has all these different weapons at his disposal, was, um, you know, I just felt that that was probably one of the better interpretations recently. I'm curious, as I said, to see what Shane Black does, how he brings the characters to the big screen, and how he can add his own spin on something as iconic as the Predator. As of right now, there is no release date, just a lot of teasers floating around, but if I hear more, of course, you can keep it locked here to MTR, and we will definitely give you guys the latest updates. All right. With that said, that bit of news is going to wrap up the entertainment segment of the week. And you know what? It is also going to wrap up this week's show. So I've given you my take on gaming and entertainment this week. I would love to hear yours. Feel free to reach out via social media. You can find us on Facebook, official RageWorks. Um, You can also find us as RageWorks on Snapchat and Instagram, Rage underscore works on Twitter. And, of course, you can look for RageWorks on Google Plus and Pinterest as well. Last but not least, archived versions of this show will be available in audio format on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And, of course, video versions will be available on our two YouTube channels, My Take Radio TV and Official RageWorks. Now, of course, if you want the best MTR experience, pick up the official My Take Radio app which is available for $199 for iOS, Android, and Windows mobile devices. For Android, you're going to be heading to the Amazon Android Marketplace. For iOS, of course, you're heading to iTunes. And to, for Windows devices, you are heading to the Windows Store. Now, as I said, the $1.99 gets you the official MTR app, 96K stereo episodes of the show, mobile wallpapers, bonus content, and access to some of our other shows before they are released to the general public. Again, We are still working on making that free down the road, but for now, $199 is the lowest we can go, but all proceeds do go to helping us get more equipment and improve the show for you guys. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we are still running our Funko Pop 5 WWE figure giveaway, um, giving away Andre the Giant, The Rock, Roman Reigns, Brie Bella and Paige. You can get details for that. Rageworks.net forward slash win WWE pops. Again, that is win WWE pops. And that contest will run throughout the week until 1201 on Wednesday. And we will announce the winner during the MMA and wrestling edition of MTR next Wednesday. So get your entries in, retweet, share. Um, If you're a pop collector, this is a great way to get five figures with minimal effort. Again, RageWorks.net forward slash win WWE pops. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up the show for this week. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for your continued support. And I will see you guys next Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific for the MMA and wrestling edition of MTR. I am out of here. Peace. I'm rich, bitch. Rock on, folks.